Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The pride of Butler, Chris Soleri. I thought there was a big intro there. I thought, you know, I got, I got Butler in there. I got everything in there. <laughs> All right, so uh, Michigan State is interesting. They're 18-6, and six, um, but I haven't felt like, you know, with Michigan State over the years, they've just been, they've been so dominant. Uh, but they were dominant Saturday. Why? Well, they got good point guard play, and that's been kind of the, the rub here for the last two years. In all honesty, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's hard to replace a guy like Cassius Winston. Sure. We all know that. I mean, yep. that's a generational kind of guy within a program. But you know, last year they struggled with with trying to move Rocket Watts into that, and he's now at Mississippi State, and they Foster Lawyer probably at a better level for his physical uh, abilities at Davidson now, having a great year mm-hmm. there. But yeah, you know, he wasn't kind of that big kind of guard that you see in the Big Ten. And, you know, Izzo goes out in the portal and picked up Tyson Walker, and he came in from Northeastern. And I think he's had an adjustment period to the physicality and, and size in the Big Ten. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you, you, this is a kid who, when he was at Northeastern, was able to get his shot, get whatever he wanted to do you know, a lot of times. And, you know, in his one-off games against Power 5 competition, looked really good. I think he had a monster game against North Carolina that kind of yes a year ago pushed him into this. But the day-to-day grind is what is different in the Big Ten. And, you know, Izzo switched. You know, Walker had started all the first 23 games. And, you know, kind of right away, he, he hasn't been bad. I don't think – I think that's kind of the, the one thing. He hasn't been bad, but it's the adjustment period. And there's, there's points where he – you know, the physicality and the, the, the length of the guards uh, overwhelmed him. Yep. And then and he switched to A.J. Hogarth from uh, out in Coatesville. Mm-hmm which is a rare thing. I mean, you know, first of all, you don't have a lot of kids coming out uh, of, of a lot of these Pennsylvania schools into the Big Ten outside of the, the, the region. Um, there are very few. I mean, I can think of right now there's, there's uh, him, uh, A.J. Hogard, there's Ethan Morton from Butler out at Purdue. Yep. Uh, um, and I think of the, the Shibway kid who's down at uh, uh, Kentucky. Uh, who played? Who really isn't from here, but he played his last two years at Kennedy Christian, so we right. always adopt them. You know, sure. Uh, but but Hogard provides kind of a physical. He's six four, two ten. He gets north and south, and he looks to pass. Um, so he's getting he can score at the rim and, and in traffic, but he's also you know when teams kind of respect that, he's able to kick out and and do some things. And he's had moments coming off the bench where he's played out of control, and those roles. Switching with him and Walker clicked. Something clicked where they both looked, you know, Walker was looking for his shot more, and I think he finished 5 of 10 and was shooting from outside. Uh, Hogarth finished with 15 points and got ejected, which I can't. I, 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 I was going to ask you about that because I saw, I saw the, because, you know, when you see he got ejected, you're like, yeah. well, I have to watch this. Chris, I don't get it. What, number one, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm. Uh, we're all kind of perplexed by this. First of all, I mean, he had a tech early in the game. There was a double technical or a, something along those lines that, you know, probably was a bad call in the in the moment as it was. But then all he, all he was doing was standing and clapping and looking at Michigan State's bench, but it was pretty clearly directed at Xavier Johnson. 
and Mike uh, uh, Mike Woodson. Yeah, Mike Woodson kind of went off a little bit, and that that drew the the technical. But I don't. I I watched it back, and none of us. I mean, until he was getting escorted to the locker room on the baseline, we had no idea that it even Chris, happened. Chris, I detect Mike Woodson. Yeah, I, I wouldn't attack the kid. I'd attack the coach. Like, get back to me. And he had already had one, too. Yeah, you're the adult. <laughs> Go back. Yeah, so it, it was just a bizarre moment. I, I, and we were trying to think of the last time we could think of any Michigan State players getting ejected. Like, I can't even remember the last time Tom Izzo got ejected, let alone one of his right. players. So. sure. Um, that was just a weird circumstance, but that but that's what they found. I think that that kind of elevated everybody else around them. And Malik Hall continues to kind of become a lot Man, more. Man, he he is. Uh, you know what? I've been a big Malik Hall guy since day one. You know, I mean, he may not be the star of stars like, but yeah, I always felt like every time he came in the game, it's like, okay, he's a problem. Uh, I see him this year. And it just seems like he's embracing more minutes and doing it in such a way where he's really a, inside and out as a tough handle. Yeah, and that's he has been you know a real dead eye from outside, and I think that's that's kind of helped him quite a bit. I mean, he had the big game his freshman year. I think it was at Seton Hall uh, where he hit I think three six threes or something like that. Yeah, where people were like, "Wow, this kid looks like a, a burgeoning star," but consistency has been his issue um you know that's been the big thing and he hasn't started a game he's come off the bench every game and, and you know first of all from a captain standpoint that's i think tremendous leadership um and we've asked him about it you know if, if he would you know because i thought maybe the two the two moves that i thought Izzo would do before that indiana game was either swap his point guards in the rotate in the lineup yep. and potentially try and go small um, and and bring Bingham off the bench, but I didn't think he would do both. I thought it would be you know, let's try one thing. Let's not you know blow up everything. They're still a seventeen win team at that point, right? And you know, but Hall and Hall and uh, Hauser have done a good job of balancing their minutes, and I think Hall's starting to get more minutes. Hauser has has been you know because he's not necessarily been the guy that people expected. Coming from Marquette, but he's been but better of late, though. He has had a quietly solid season. Um, from a, he's improved defensively from a year ago. He's really been aggressive at, at getting to the boards, and you know, I think particularly the offensive glass. I mean, I think he's been Michigan State's best offensive rebounding presence. Uh, and he's scrapped. I mean, he's just been a quiet. You know, hit some shots here and there, and not be the, have to worry about being the guy like I think he was kind of projected to be, uh, particularly after his Wisconsin game last year when he had like 27. Right. But you know, those I think that's helped Hall though. Yes, um, coming off the bench, and I think that's partly with with Walker coming off the bench. Now you got a, a couple guys with with Walker um, with Hall. And then, you know, you bring the energy off the bench with Jaden Akins and the size with uh, Julius Marble. It gives them, a, I think, a more complete second wave, in all honesty. And that's something that Izzo has talked about. And he talked about that with Purdue. Uh, he, he said that, you know, Purdue is like Noah's Ark. They've got two of everything. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what he wants Michigan State to be, to have that second wave to, to be able to, to kind of come at and, and blitz some teams 
off the bench, and they got. I think they got 44 points off the bench in that game against Indiana. Yeah, they did. Um, when they played Penn State back in December, now obviously, you know, this is two months ago. But what impressed me about Michigan State was not just how they cut, but how quickly they cut. And Penn State really struggled with, with the speed with which Michigan State cut. Are they still two months later still still cutting that way with that same kind of precision? Well, I think that's been the inconsistency. You know, I think you've seen that with Max Christie and Gabe Brown in particular. I mean, you know, they're not necessarily coming off the screens as hard. And, you know, some of it's a little bit of fatigue because those two guys have been relied upon so much on the defensive end that, um, you know, from from Brown's standpoint, his shot has been off pretty much since the early part of January. He had a big game at Rutgers, but that's been about it for him. Um, and Christie and Izzo talked about this yesterday. He kind of hit a little bit of the freshman wall because of I mean, he's playing thirty some minutes a game, and oftentimes finds himself on the, the opponent's best offensive threat, which is amazing for a freshman. But um, you know, that's, I think that at the times hindered his shot. He only took one three right. against Indiana, and that's a kid that needs to be taking four or five exactly. six threes. So that's. But I do think the cutting, coming off screens, and, and getting there for those two guys in particular is big and that's something that they're trying to get um, a little more because they want those two guys to get more shots. Uh, you know, Tom's had obviously not just a couple of good, he's had some great teams over the years. Uh, then there was a point where he was he had uh, like a one and done here and a one and done there. I mean, Miles Bridges should have been a one and done, but he was a two and done. Even I mean, yeah. even Tom was confused by that. <laughs> to, yeah, to be honest with you, and Jaron Jackson was almost a two and done. He, he, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but this is a team, with all due respect, that doesn't have pros on it. I mean, yeah, they'll be pros, but they're not going to, you know. We're not talking about first round picks or anything like that. Is this more? Is this more his kind of team in some ways? I think so. Christie's probably the the one guy. Who, yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at a lot of mock drafts right now. They've got him towards the back end of the first round, but you sit there and watch him on the court, and you you see that this kid needs another year in the weight room to really no maybe doubt. push himself. He he could push himself into the lottery it, it, with his shot and his willingness mm-hmm. to, to shoot. And, you know, his mom played women's basketball at uh, Northwestern as an All-American star there. And, you know, that she's, I believe, a, a psychologist. So they, there's, a, there's a lot of educational benefits, I think, that the family sees. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him stay a second year. Um, I don't think there's any rush for him to get to the NBA. But, um, but that's the one guy where you look at and you say, this is a kid that could be a pro. I mean, the rest of these guys, Bingham, you know, they've, Bingham struggled to put on weight for four years. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's wonders if maybe guys like Bingham and maybe Brown and maybe wow. Hauser come, come back for another year next yeah. year because right. they got that extra year. But, no, I mean, Hogart is an interesting case. You know, I think he's going to have to be a, a developmental guy over the next couple of years, but he's not a first-round guy. I mean, that's – I don't know if this is his – believe me, if he he loved those teams with with that team particularly with with Brown or with uh, Bridges and Jaron Jackson and yeah. Cassius and Langford, you know when that team was was at its best, that may have been one of his more talented teams. No same doubt. With the, same with the sixteen team that had Denzel Valentine and Bryn mm-hmm. Forbes and all those guys. So, you know, that, I, I think that you know you think about the team. He likes four year guys though. 
And, you know, we're not living in a four-year guy kind of world, sadly. So. Yeah, it's the Mike, the Mike Bray theory. Yeah. Yeah, let's 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 stay old, and yeah, you know, and to be honest, with you, I've started to perfect that. Well, that's a personal thing. No. How do you look at you know the coming off the really a terrific performance against Indiana? How do you view tonight? I mean, do you know on a night by night basis what you're going to get? No, no idea. I mean, and, you know, there are times where you think you know, um, and then you know something like the turnovers will come up again and kind of take them out of a rhythm or, you know, they'll miss some critical free throws. I think they've been, they've improved dramatically on free throws oh. uh, since January. I mean, they were at 71.4%. They're 78 they now. Got, and they're, I think it's like, they're almost at uh, 82 or 83% in the big 10. Yeah. Which, which is, is astounding. But you they're, know, get, they're getting twenty one percent of their points in the conference from the free throw line, and that's and I think that's what this team sees and recognizes and realizes. Well, this is uh, my, Malik Hall said it perfectly. He's like, "This is free money, yeah." You know? And if you've got the ability to get to the rim and get fouled, do it. And it's, so I think they're starting to grasp and embrace that, and that takes that toughness that Izzo's been trying to to get at. But that toughness has been wavering up and down too. It's you know, and I think, you know, it, it, Tom's talking about this across the board in the conference that, you know, we've seen that. I mean, if you look, was it four losses right now at the top of the league? Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a dogfight down the stretch here. And I think a lot of teams have been, had that same issue of consistency or performance. So um, that's something that they, they've been trying to get more of. But you really don't know. Sometimes it'll be Walker having an okay game, and sometimes it'll be Hogarth, sometimes Hall. So, so they don't necessarily have a go-to guy, but they have a lot of guys who can be at, at any given moment. And, you know, tonight, I, you know, I, I think that they want to get back to running the ball. I know they ran the ball really well in transition against Penn State the first time. They did. Uh, and I know Mike has done a good job of, of trying to correct that, too. And they've become a hard team to play against. And, you know, I, it's amazing to me the depth of the Big Ten right now because yeah. Penn State's playing everybody hard. Rutgers is improved markedly yep. um, even nebraska and minnesota are tough tough gets so um northwestern another veteran experienced team where you see the age does matter so it's it's going to be a wild final month here um nothing would surprise me I, there's there are very few times right now that i think i'd be if nebraska jumps up and bites purdue that might be the one game where i'd be like what just happened yeah but everybody else right now, I think, is yep. Yep. Maryland, know, pretty Maryland, well-versed. Yeah, Maryland almost did that. Yeah. And yeah. Maryland has not really been playing well. Maryland came off a blowout at home at the hands of Iowa and went to Purdue and took them to the to the final seconds. Yeah, you can't – Danny Manning's had that team playing really well. I know Izzo really likes what he's seen from, from Manning, and it'll be interesting to see if he gets that job permanently. Um, but, you know, that's – listen – we know this this happens in the Big Ten every year, and we also know that come March, you know, or you know, this part of February on to March, someone usually separates themselves. I'm not sure this year that there's one team other than maybe Purdue and Illinois that I can look at and say this team could separate itself. So I mean, this could be a dogfight into the last weekend. It still might, even with those two teams. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it very much. The pride of Butler. One of the pride of Butler. 
I would I would not take it all on my responsibility myself. Just you know, well, if I had Ethan Morton on the show, I would have said the same to him. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> looking forward to that. You know, my friend, my friend Matt Clement. Uh, we grew up together. Yeah, he coached Ethan. Ah, and, and you know, he's been the basketball coach at Butler for a long time, and. Ryan, uh, Ethan's dad, was uh, supposed to graduate with us, but went to a, I think our eighth grade year, went to a rural school. Um, so had some really good teams back then that that we were part of. Uh, and, and me being, of course, at the end of the bench on the JV team when we <laughs> won the Whippeal. I still got, I, yeah, I got a real Whippeal ring out of it. Hey! Hey, you could... Look, years from now, you can tell them about I had 30 against somebody. Nobody will know. <laughs> I had a four-point play. That's my claim to play. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Take me through the play. <laughs> no, seriously, take me through the play. Oh, sure. Okay. You want to? Okay. Yeah. Three-on-one break yeah. um, towards the end of the game, and I had two guys open with the ball in my hands, and I pulled up for a three, got knocked over backwards, and yelled at for not passing the ball. Ball went through, hit the free throw, four-point play. I got a box score of it. And it will live in infamy. And there, and there you go. <laughs> that's the basketball highlight of my life. Has there ever been a show that's asked you about that? No. Okay, <laughs> there are very few places that even know that exists. First for everything. I'll, 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 when I get home, I'll, I'll take a picture of that box score and send it to you. Please, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thanks so much. Appreciate yeah, it. Please. Take it easy, man. You too. All right.